your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. So tonight on Silk Grassroots is another big interview. Uh, tonight we have teams from the Bromley and South London Football League. Tonight we have Dean from Chelsfield, uh, Phil from FC Peak, Jim from uh, Red Velvet Reserves, uh, Harry from TNS, and Tayo from uh, Catford. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. How are you doing? You all right? Evening. I'm all good. Thanks for joining us. It was a bit of a scrabble to get um, a full quota of guests tonight. We had a few uh, pullouts, and I think I think some of them were a bit shy. Um, but you guys have stepped up to represent your league, and I'm sure uh, you're going to do it with with uh, with a plum. So, the Bromley and South London Football League is a league that's been formed, I believe, within the last uh, five or ten years uh, as a merger from the old South London Alliance and the Bromley and District League. Um, it's a league um, that has grown from strength to strength. Uh, lots of teams moving into the league from uh, the King County League decided that they'd um, prefer to play their football at local level, which is fine. Uh, and it, as I say, it's a league that that the um, strength of it is growing. Uh, boys, uh, tell us a bit about your teams. First up, we'll have Dean from Chelsfield, um, a team that uh, made up from a few players from uh, Farnborough Reserves in the um, Kent County Division 3. Uh, tell us a bit about Chelsfield, how you were formed and, and how it's been going so far in your first year. Yeah, so in fairness, it all started when I was speaking to James Pine and he was uh, at Reserves last year, um, ended up leaving. And then we just kind of got chatting over the summer and then just decided to make... Um, Chelsea FC, kind of out of nothing really. Um, just literally having like a general conversation. Then we just said, oh, why don't we just create a team? Um, and then two months later, we're playing this division that we're in. So, yeah, with there's three of us. It's myself, uh, James Pine and Rob Osborne. So, yeah. there's three of us to cut. Sometimes biting heads is a bit of a pain, but overall consensus is, is pretty fair. Um, as you see, them two don't really like getting involved or anything, so it's always down to me. Um, but there you go. Okay, so how's, how's, how's things been? How, how have you found starting the season, starting the team, getting it going and, and starting playing games? How was that? Um, yeah, fine. Pre-season was, was pretty good. Um, we had quite a few players down there. Um, managed to get it going. Friendlies came around, started off a little bit rocky. Um, naturally, we're just new players. So just trying to get that bond and that gel together was quite difficult. Um, but as the pre-season grew, we just kind of came together um, we're all a good bunch of lads down there all get on to each other like really well um, there's no big ego so it's just pure fun enjoyment just get down there have some fun try and do as best you can do um, and then just started to hit the league we've, we've come up against um, good teams um, first game that we had was a draw um, since then we went on to win and unfortunately um, before lockdown we lost to Catford which is a bit of a shame um, well-deserved win and, and a good game. Definitely. Next one, on to you, uh, Tywa. We might as well uh, talk to you about uh, Catford on the back of that brilliant link by Dean onto your club. Uh, tell us a bit about Catford, uh, when it was formed, uh, how you became involved and how the season went for you boys last uh, so far. It's not last season now, is it? It's, it's so far, thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so we started back in um, September 2019, um, but the intention was never for like a men's team. Right. I've been coming for a number of years and kind of like I noticed that there was there was big clubs in like Catford, Lucian area. Yeah. There was no proper like um, clubs. You were talking like the, the size of like Bromley or even Orpington where you've got youth all the way up to the first team. Yeah. So we started off just doing youth youth sessions on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we were getting like 12 to 15 kids every Saturday. But what we found by the time we got to the start of the, well, got to summer, it was almost like we just had a whole group of different age groups. Mm-hmm. So there was literally no way we were going to be able to form a team from them. So kind of continued with that. But then we opted to kind of go for a men's team. And that picked up pretty quickly. Um, we found that there was a lot of young boys, like, when I say young boys, more like young men. So I'm talking more like 17 to, to 20. Okay. Um, and it kind of just picked up from there. We, ha- we were getting like, it, at first it was kind of ridiculous because we were getting like 25 to 30 people at training every week. Cool. Um, but then obviously by the time we got to season, it kind of dwindled down. And we, we still had a, a, quite a big squad, but I think it was more about them kind of just training and getting along with each other. Yeah. It was more about a social aspect. So we continued to have those numbers, which was good. Um, but then unfortunately, when we got to the first lockdown, that's when it kind of dwindled down. Um, and then we just started planning for the next season. I think that last season was, I think it was a, it was a really good learning point because the, the league was really strong. Like Despite it being the third division, every team in the league was strong. Yeah. And every week it was kind of like, it was no, even if you play a team near the bottom. So I think even when we played the first time for FC Peak, everyone kind of thought that they were whipping boys. They came to our ground, they beat us 2-0. So yeah, it was massively like, improved from the season yeah, before. Uh, so you never really know what you're going to get in the league, but you know that every team is strong. Mm. Um, and it's the same this year as well. Um, I managed to bring in a manager who's kind of taken over and he's doing a really good job with the boys. So it's it's, it's kind of pleasing to to see. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's us. The perfect link onto FC Peak, Phil, by, uh, by our, Catford, yeah. our Catford friend. So FC Peak, again, another a reasonably new club um, in the in the scheme, in the big scheme of things. Uh, massive ambitions uh, for uh, ladies, men's, men's development teams, Saturdays, Sundays, um, all sorts of clubs, uh, all sorts of different teams planned within the club. Uh, but how, how has it been? Was, was last season your first, was first, first yeah. season? Yeah, so last season was our, was our first season. Uh, uh, just, just as a, we only had the one team, we had the Saturday team. Yeah. And um, it was, it was again. It was an eye opener. Um, we didn't expect to go in and, and you know destroy the league or whatever, but we didn't expect it to be as strong as it was. Yeah. Um, I think a few of the young players that we had, kind of, <laughs> it was their first steps into men's football, and they didn't, they weren't strong enough mentally or physically. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I mean, again, um, you know, we were quite surprised when we beat Catford. It was a big win for us, being the first win. Uh, that we ever got in the league mm. and uh, we kind of built on from it we, we lost a lot of games heavily um, yeah, STC TNS Tivia they all beat us you know 9 7-0 5-1 so it was a bit of an eye opener yeah um, but it was because the club itself is was based around bringing young players into the to the men's game and bringing players that had been injured or had fallen out of football back into it so you know, I wasn't expecting world beaters. I was expecting just guys that wanted to play football, yeah. really. 
uh, which is what I got, which was nice. And from that, we we started to pick up a bit of bit of pace. And then lockdown happened, lockdown one, um, and it was kind of a little bit disappointing because again we we lost a couple of players because of it. Um, but then we we got better players come in, eager to to kind of get started as soon as lockdown had finished. We started the this season quite well, um, having a good couple of wins, but we just kind of we were inconsistent. We won one, we lost one, we won one, we lost one. It was kind of we, we couldn't find the balance. Yeah. We were scoring goals, which was good. So we improved on our scoring goals, but we just still couldn't defend. Um, and then lockdown two happened and kind of players just were like, oh, I'm not having this anymore. Mm. Uh, a few of them dropped out because they, they just wanted to come do something else. They were a bit like frustrated with the fact that it was a stop and a start. Um, and then, yeah, we came back and I'd, I'd say that lockdown three came at the right time because uh, Catford, I don't know if anyone's seen on their Instagram, have loved the fact that they beat us 4-1. Um, they scored, a, don't get me wrong, they scored a banging goal. Um, but it's all over Instagram and it was kind of, it came at the right time for us. Um, but, you know, I can't deny the fact that the league is is really strong and it's helped us improve and it's actually um, one, made our players want to do more. Before it was just kind of turn up to training, play the match. Doesn't matter if we win or lose. But now this season it's definitely been... Let's, let's try and get two or three training sessions in. We need to be better than some of these teams. Um, and actually, we played Chelsfield um, not long before the second lockdown and they beat us 2-1. And it was a game where, I mean, I, it might be a different opinion, but um, I felt like we played phenomenal. We, we must have had like 15 shots. Their keeper played brilliantly. We lost, but they came off, our team came off with their heads held high, which was something that last season, um, not so much. If we'd lost that game 2-1, I'd had players going, oh, I'm never playing again because, you know, the attitude was different. But, yeah, yeah I mean, in all honesty, it's the the team's growing, the club's growing. It's just out of control at the moment. I mean, when, when we get to the next, the, the, the part down the line where we talk about the future, I'll let you know all the plans that's going on. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the clubs, the club at the end of the day, we've got a lot of young players that are, are hungry to get into the men's game. And that was what we were based around, really. Fantastic. So, Harry from TNS, uh, tell us a bit about um, TNS. So, obviously, we've got a few teams that have been in, that are in, or been in the same division. So, you're all familiar to each other. Uh, yeah. but, but for those who don't know anything about or much about TNS, tell us a bit about the club. So, TNS it originally started. Um, one of our mates he used to work long nights, and uh, he made up this thing called Team No Sleep, and um, <laughs> Toby. He was thinking about making a football team around TNS. And um, the first conversation he started, it was 2019 in the railway. We was having a conversation about it. And then next thing you know, two months down the line, we've got friendly sorted. Um, and that's when we sort of came together. Our first few friendlies didn't go to plan. Uh, I remember our first ever friendly, we scored from the halfway line, like the first probably five minutes. Yeah. And we thought, oh, I wouldn't go on to cruise this game. I think we ended up losing like 5-1, five, 5-2 five, or something. Wow. So it was a game that wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't to go down in the books. And then we had a few more friendlies as well. Still didn't go to plan. We were losing them. But then we had more, more and more people coming to the games and we sort of just grew it as a club and we decided to sort of sort of take it further. So before it was just mates, but now we've got like loads of kids from like Ravens that went Ravens, Ball and Langley sort of all come together. Yeah. And um yeah, so got round to obviously the league. Our first game was playing Elton Eagles. They scored in the first 
probably five seconds from kickoff. So our first ever competitive game, they scored straight away. And I had to just drop. We went on to win the game. And then from then on, we just had a storm of the first season. And then the second season, we've sort of started off a little bit slow, um, not really picking up results where we should be. But the thing is, we've just got all the lads together. And it's just something to, that we do on a Saturday now that we all enjoy. Was it, uh, you and, was it you and STC going neck and neck in that first season? That yeah, you, the first both... season. Yeah, it was. We played them in the second game. Uh, we lost. can't remember what the score was. Um, and then it was sort of just neck and neck. They was winning, we was winning, and we were just waiting for someone to slip up. And then it didn't obviously, happen. yeah, lockdown came around, and then that was it. But um, yeah, so it's been a good start, only our second season, but we're all enjoying it. Which we, we want to sort of improve, get more players added in. But yeah, so we're looking forward to the restart. Has it been team some sleep during lockdown, or have you managed to keep yourself busy? Yeah, we've managed to keep ourselves busy. <laughs> we've uh, started up a we do a 100k run so whoever does the most cave in a month they get a uh, four four home matches free and training free for a month so it's a bit of like bit of an incentive to sort of get out there and get running and make sure we stay fit for the uh when the when the season does restart that's good we'll get into all that in a minute because that's that's um, something i'm interested to talk about it's obviously been the first podcast since uh, the announcement was made today by old bozza that um the football will be starting hopefully uh from the 29th of March, looking like Saturday the 3rd, Sunday the 4th of April as our, as our official restart dates if, if leagues and counties um, want, that, want that to happen. Of course, we're still at the uh, beck and call of the authorities at the moment, um, but fingers crossed on that one. Before I introduce the next guest, uh, I'd like to note that all any opinions made uh, are solely those of Jim Kenny and not not of the Silk Grassroots podcast. <laughs> Jim, how you doing? <coughs> how you doing, mate? You're right. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. Uh, how's everything been with you, uh, Jim? Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I jumped on your show at the beginning of um, the season. Yeah, you haven't really um, been. Yeah. You haven't really not been on that long in terms of shows because I think show wise exactly yeah. but um but footballing wise quite a bit's quite a bit's probably happened to be fair um obviously um when we first spoke um we just started having a new new side in the Bromley and Orpington to run alongside my team yeah um and for red velvet reserves we had a good start of the season really good start of the season um, had a good result against Eden Park, for instance. Um, playing some good football, um, enjoying it, and then we was trying to shuffle the pack a little bit. Sorry, Jim, um, just a, just a quick question: Are you sitting in a disused nightclub at the moment, or is that home? <laughs> <laughs> like you're sitting in a nightclub with the lights off. <laughs> It's all right, isn't it? <laughs> like that, though, didn't you, up there? Sorry, this doesn't, sorry that, didn't, that didn't work for podcasts, Jim. Go on, mate. No, sorry. no. <clears throat> I'll put it on Twitter later. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, and we tried to shuffle the pack a little bit because, obviously, um, we had some, some of the training sessions, we, we was having, like, 45 people there um, on a quarter of 
an astro, 11 aside AstroTurf. Yeah. It was crazy. So you couldn't really get to look at players until match day came. And um, 40 players on a, on a quarter of an 11. Uh, mate, honestly, it was ridiculous. So it, what are they just, just doing? Standing next to each other for an hour? Oh, mate, it, it was like that. Seriously. You are joking. Seriously. No, Tell I'm not Gary joking to at stick all. his hand in his pocket and get you a bigger training venue. <laughs> so, oh, mate, he turned up once and just went, what is this? I went, mate, like on the group, there was only 25 people coming, 30 people coming. And it just went crazy. But um, so we was trying to swap and change going, well, I want to look at certain players, um, <clears throat> um, which I'd given to Gary because I was like, have a look at him for me and tell me. And then we and we, we was ticking over all right. And then, I don't know, it's just the mentality of the team sometimes of um, you have a bad result or things ain't going right. And then it affects us for six, seven games um, and we can't get going. Um, we played Eden Park in... Um, we played them at home and beat them and then we played them away and to be honest with you when we beat them they missed a lot of chances and I said to their manager um, and a few of their players like obviously like you can't be downhearted at that result because on another day you're banging away seven um, <clears throat> and the game came a bit too soon for us to be honest with you because they didn't lose a game after playing us um, and then we played them. Um, we don't talk about refs, but uh, <coughs> ref ruined the game in the first five minutes of, <laughs> of the game. Um, oh, mate, look, at the end of the day, it's, it's about opinions. But when someone's had a shot from the six, uh, a volley on the six yard line and it's hit my, it's, it's hit my um, right back's chest and arm, you can see the ball mark. Um, and he gives him a straight red in the first five minutes. And against Eden Park, it's it's very difficult. But um, and they they run away with the game. To be honest with you, we didn't look like scoring. Um, they've got three lads up top um, who are pacey, and we couldn't handle them. And then it just went on from there. Went on from there. To be honest with you, lockdown came at a good time for us. Yeah. Um, just so we can go forget about football for, for like for a bit. Because yeah. um, you do get the ump and unlike a couple of the other boys saying they ain't got no egos, we have we have got some egos in our team. Um, You're the fucking biggest one, Jim, to be honest with you. Well, to be honest with you, I'll put a team out. I'll put a team out, i tell them what to do. Why aren't you winning a game? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, nah, uh, we have got some egos in our team and it, it and... Yeah, they're, they're diamond diamond players, love them to bits, but a break away for it just so they can reflect a little bit uh, and miss the game again um, actually helped us out a bit, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, it's been up and down since then. Great start, dodgy middle, lockdown came, got a couple of results, whatever. But yeah, that's, think, our, that's the start I, of the season. I think this, this lockdown does give those teams that are on sort of rubbish runs that that chance to reset and go again. I know we're not we've not got long to prepare. Uh well we've got four weeks but we're not going to be able to kick a ball together until the Monday before our games on the Saturday if that's what is decided the the, the first competitive game's going to be. But I think it goes both ways. Teams that are on a, an absolute blinding run 
uh, will be gutted because all that momentum's gone. But also on the flip side of that, if you have been on a bit of a, a bit of a crap run yourselves, um, it does give everyone a reset and we all start again. Form, form now has gone out the window. It doesn't mean anything when we go back. It's basically starting again in the season. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's good and bad. So, boys, let's move on. Just a bit about the league, obviously. I think Dean, Phil, uh, Harry and Taywo, are you all in the same, are you all in the same division this season? We're in Div 2, I believe. So you've been moved up from the yeah. original. Okay. Uh, so, take, so Catford, FC Peak and Chelsea, you're all in, you're in Div 3, are you guys? Yeah, in Div 3, yeah. Okay. Um, so do you think the league got the constitution right? It sounds like you're pretty pleased with the level and competitiveness in Division Three, so it sounds like even even though we didn't finish season eighteen nineteen, you think the league got that that constitutionally they, they got that bang on for competitiveness. Uh, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, I'd, sorry to jump in. I'd say so just because last season there was a lot of new teams uh, like Hatford and ourselves, um, and then obviously you had the STCs and the TNSs who just ran away with it. Yeah. This season, not as many new teams. I know Chelsea jumped in. They've they've added something to the division. Um, but I feel like anyone can beat anyone at the moment. Um, Catford obviously had the similar season to us last season where it was on and off. They've, they've started to pick up some form. Um, Chelsfield, I know they were kind of riding their luck a little bit. I, I did talk to a couple of their players. They kind of said we were due a, a loss at some point. Um, yeah. So maybe lockdown came at the right time for them. Um, Elton Eagles reserves have pushed on. So I feel like it's, it's made it more competitive now that there's not as many new teams. Um, we all kind of knew each other in some sort of way, uh, which has made it made it a lot better. Um, I mean, I don't know how TNS feel about going up a division. I don't know if they feel like it's it's difficult the higher up you go. Um, but I mean, obviously for us at FCP, I feel like, yeah, we, we've, you know, we've come across some, some teams that it's been evenly matched. No one's battering anyone. Harry, how's the step up been from... From last season to this season, the the standard the standard was good the season before as well. Um, obviously, there was games that we did sort of run away with, but I think they were just games that on our day that we was just we was clinical. Um, but going up into Div Two, it has been it has been tough. Um, we've we've held our own though, and we've not. It's not that we're playing teams that are much better than us. It's more the fact that just on there on their day and we're not. Um, but yeah, it's a good league. Um, but I wouldn't say it's a massive difference between Div 2 and Div 3, um, personally. I just think it's obviously that first season we had, it was our first season. We had quite a new few new boys in. We had a new sort of friendship group that we sort of come together and I think we just run away with it. And obviously we've all got to know each other. And um, yeah, so I wouldn't say it's a massive difference, to be honest, but it, it is a good league. I must say that. Dean, with some of your with some of your uh, group the group of uh, players there at Chelsfield stepping down from uh, the Farnborough Reserve side in Kent County Division Three, um, is there been any notes on the on the quality difference? Obviously, uh, some say oh, in in terms of a footballing structure, uh, the Bromley and South London Football League does sit below uh, the Kent County League. It is a it is a district league as opposed to a, a county league. But what what was the uh, notes on on the quality of the division from those players that used to play uh, for Farnborough Resis? Well, first thing all I'll say is in terms of age, it's not really on their side. Um, <laughs> so 
actually a drop down for them might be a bit more beneficial. Okay. Um, but, but really, I mean, yeah, for a brand new team to go into the league that we're in, I think, and go back to what Phil said, we were due a, a loss. Um, and that came against Catford, as I said earlier. But I think we we kind of went into the season really excited for it. And then the standards of the teams that we've come across, some of them are kind of, we feel that, like Harry said, we just have them days. And, and then um, the team, I think Red Velvet, A, we played, um, first half, they were like all over us and we couldn't really deal with them. And then all of a sudden we went in half-time, had a, had a chat, had a team talk, came back out and second half was totally different. Mm. Um, and we came out and we ended up winning the game 8-2. So it's little Who things like play? that where... Who did you beat 8-2? Red Velvet 8. Red Velvet 8, mate. You'd 8-2 be yeah. Red Velvet 8. Yeah. From 2-0 down, I think. I've got to say it. That's yeah, fantastic. From 2-0 down as well, from what I heard. Yeah, it was. So, is that Paul Ray up, putting himself up front again, start. Jim? It was, mate. 100%. It's all Paul Ray. Right, <laughs> 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 Dean. Sorry, mate. No, that's right. But, it, yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on the day and it depends on, on the team you come up against. I don't think you can really, really have form in there because when we went to Catford, um, we kind of looked at the games that they had played before. We looked at results and Sure, like obviously we beat FC Peak, so FC Peak beating them, we thought it might be an easy win, but it, it completely wasn't. Yeah. So there's little things like that where you've actually got to really just forget results and just turn up on the day and do what you could do. Yeah, I agree. I think that that works for so many people. You just just play the game in front of you. Don't look at stats, especially at this level at this level of football. Um, as a referee, um, you shouldn't look at full time and see what a team's done the game before because. Completely different people turn up every uh, each week, and uh, yeah, just play and ref the game in front of you, or, or whatever you do in a game. Just do the game in front of you. Don't take, don't make any assumptions on, on football. You know, um, you know, surprises happen. Uh, so over to you, uh, Taiwo. What do you think of the, um, the the league committee? Obviously, Dan Hollis is part of our um, all around the leagues show. He does a fantastic job. He's really enthusiastic about his league and grassroots football. Um, as a whole, but it sounds like you're sitting somewhere around the top of of Catford uh, of the as the chairman or someone in a, in a very senior uh, role. If you've managed to get a manager in, um, what what's been your perception of the committee and the hard work that the league do on behalf of the teams? I think that um, I, I, I'm aware of that the what it takes to run a league. Mm. So I know that they have to work hard around the clock, and I know that. And they've all got their own lives they've got jobs they've got families that those sort of things so I know that it's not easy to do mm. and they're still able to get us up the fixtures and assign us referees I think there was a we had a problem one week I can't remember quite what it was but they were able to arrange a referee for us within I think it was like within like an hour or so yeah. so those are the sort of things that you're thankful for because yeah. you hear about all like the horror stories about referees not showing up and stuff like that mm. and that usually that can kind of throw everyone off Mm. especially when you're preparing and you know the boys are kind of like getting pumped up for the game and then you get there get ready and then you go on to pitch and there's no referee yeah so i just think being able to i think getting out the referees is probably the most important thing and probably the best thing that this league have been able to do mm. um i think on that i think they're a lot more on it this year as well um i think the communication is a lot better as well i mean there's a couple of times where i forgot to do the um all-time stuff and 
I'm getting constant messages all the time. So I know that they're doing their best to make sure that um, besides the, the playing side of it, all the admin is covered as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it is definitely good for, for the level that we're at, um, where you might where people might see it as, oh, it's really low level. Yeah. I think it's, it's managed quite well. Good. Uh, Jim, you've been involved in, in the South London Alliance or Bromley District for about 45 years. Can you tell us yeah. about your perception of the, uh, of the committee? Uh, I know you're involved in the committee some, somehow. Um, <laughs> so obviously you're going to be ringing your own bell a little bit. But just how much work does do people like Dan and, and the rest of the committee put in? Do you know what? I didn't realise until I went onto the committee as a, as a club rep how hard it is to run a, a football league um, and the amount of time these guys have been on the committee for right I'm not 100% sure I'd be able to to stick it out because like when when there was two separate leagues and they were struggling to get teams and uh, they had a lot of pressure on would they even be able to finish leagues um, would there even be a league next season mm. um, and there was there was a barrier up that they couldn't merge for a long time. Um, and they got over that barrier. Um, and you had committee uh, members from both leagues who are sitting on the committee now um, who have become really good friends. And that's one good thing um, with, with the committee is it's not a meeting and go. Um, it's a meeting. After the meeting, they're still chatting. I know that there's a few of them who who are really good friends um, and they're always available. Okay. Maybe not on the phone, but if you email, if you email any of them within the 24 hours, you get, you get an answer back. Um, it's not always the answer that you, that you want, obviously, but they're, they're, they're always available for you. Yeah. Um, I know that there's teams who have in the past looked to fold and they don't want them to fold. So what they do is they'll they'll say, right, okay, we'll 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 give you a few weeks off. We won't even give you fixtures. Try and get some players in for a few weeks. So they're always trying to make sure that there's um, the opportunity instead of a team folding, um, give them as much opportunity as they can to to get players in and, and to to stay running. Yeah. Um, and I think their vision from what I've listened to and said, they want to be um, a district league with the county standards. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. They want to be up there. They want teams to be going, I want to play in this. And, and it's already happening. Um, and it's only the beginning of a long journey, but um, they want, new teams to go, right, we've got to get in that um, Bromley and South London Alliance, even if we want to get to the Kent County, because if we don't play in that, um, we, we can't step up to it. So they don't want to be behind it. They want to be sort of next to it mm-hmm. and be a stepping stone across instead of um, a stepping what's, stone. What's been the main, since the merger with the uh, South London Alliance and, and Bromley and District, uh, I think you've been around for all of that time, haven't you, since the merger? Mm. What's been, yeah. what? what's changed? Obviously, stability, more teams, obviously a bigger committee, 
uh, initially um, when the two leagues joined. But what what's what's the main positives that come out the end of that merger? People wanting to play Saturday football again. It it it, it was getting to a point that people would rather play on Sundays and Saturday, Saturday grassroots level was dying. And it, and it was like, unless you, unless you play Saturday football in like a certain level, um, it was our oh, football's terrible standards, terrible. And it was dying out. Um, and the work that's been done to transform that um, to something what's growing it's gone from losing teams to, to to growing as a league. Yeah. Um, every season, there's um, they're already interviewing for next season, even through the pandemic on Zoom calls, like <clears throat> like what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so so I think it's the show it selling a product to them to make people want to play on a Saturday at this level. I think so. It seems like it seems as though teams are choosing. Um, the Bromley in South London are, are, is a viable option for teams if they don't fancy doing some of the travelling that you have to do in the Kent County League. I know Old Rome uh, mentioned that, you know, that even though they were in a Western section, Division One, some of the travelling they were doing all the way down to, to wherever um, was too much for them to commit, be able to commit to at that level. So they've obviously dropped down and, and they sing praises of, of the uh, Bromley in South London, Tom there um, at Old Rome. He's a big fan. I think he's on the. I think he's part of the committee or, or does some stuff for for the league, um, as well. But he's a top bloke, and you know, I take what he says. He's been around grassroots football for a long time. So teams like them, who were a decent uh, Division One uh, West team when they left uh, the Kent County League, if they chose then to go down into uh, the Bromley in South London, and that's a big sign for a lot of teams that. Um, that they that it's a viable option, which it definitely is. Uh, there's there's lots of competition in North Kent for um, for district leagues. You've got the Rochester and District and Seven Oaks and District, just a little bit further on. So obviously that's a, that's the the leagues that Bromley and South London are fighting against. And I'd probably say they're probably um, they probably come out tops at the moment in terms of quality of their top sides. But um, that's opinion, I guess. So guys, lockdown. Uh, and the issues caused during lockdown. What, what's the main sort of things that things that have fallen out uh, since we've been since we started lockdown free? The first one was was okay. It was tough, but everyone seemed to to push through. Uh, the second one, the mini the mini lockdown, was was okay too. But this third one has been extra tough. It's been the, the, the toughest of all three of them um, by a long way until today when we got the, the positive news that we've only got five weeks until football comes back. Um, Phil, what's, what's been the major sort of issues caused by lockdown, apart from playing football and all, and all that obvious obvious stuff that um, that has happened, but what's been the biggest fallout of that from, for your club? Um, I'd say motivation. I, I can see a lot of my players, you know, you're putting stuff in a group chat, um, it's similar to a couple of clubs, you know, we're, we're doing challenges, running challenges for charities and stuff like that. And it's kind of, I can see a lot of a lot of players just, you know, it's difficult just to get them out of bed when they've been sitting indoors all day. Yeah. You know, the, it's almost like, I think it was because as well, there was no light, light at the end of the tunnel. Like you yeah. said, 
we've only been given the news today that there's a date for us to return. Yeah. Everyone, like, everyone, me, kind of, everyone yeah. like me who's been sitting on their, their ass for, for three months has now got to try and get all that, try and get back to some kind of level of fitness in the next five weeks. We're yeah, be, I uh, think the other thing of that is as well is it's almost like can I be bothered to get back to that fitness? What's the point? If it, you know, are we going to finish the season? Um, if we do finish the season, are we going to have another lockdown? I know the vaccine. You know, it's all that uncertainty. Yeah. Um, I mean, because they kept saying, you know, we weren't going to have another lockdown. Then we had the the November one. I think personally, it might for, for my club anyway. It might take a season or two for us to kind of get the players back that we, yeah. we lose. Um, yeah. But to be honest, a lot of them are young. So it, some of them probably wouldn't have cared less if they were coming back today or, or three months from now. They'd, they'd still be the same mentality because, you know, they've got Xbox, they've got PlayStation or girls or alcohol, or whatever. Um, All the good stuff. But, yeah, the good stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing though. I mean, it, <laughs> that's the way it's affected us. Financially, it has as well. Um, due to, you know, we're still kind of not playing catch up, but um, we, we've had backlogs with with kit that we've ordered still not turning up. And it's kind of, you know, going backwards and forwards with these kit suppliers. And we have to be understanding as, as much as everyone where it's like, you know, we've been locked down as well as they have. Um, so, you know, utility bills on the, our pavilion where we play. It's yeah. It, I mean, we, we take a hit, but hopefully we can bounce back from it. Um, I would. I mean, I'm more concerned about my players' mentality um, yeah. in terms of, like I said, you put things in the group chat and you probably get two or three reply, you know, and then the, you know you've got another twenty plus players that are like, "Are you okay? Are you not okay? What are you doing?" Um, you call them and it's yeah, I'm fine, and it's like, mm. okay, how do I get you motivated again? Uh, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'd say is mostly affected our club. So, Dean, as a as part of the management team of your club, how do you lift the players and motivate them again? For to go at the on the at the end at the beginning of April when we get there, hopefully we, we kick a ball competitively for the first time in ages. Yeah. So in fairness, the buzz in the group chat's been pretty good, especially today. Obviously, hearing the news that we can get back out, they're all excited. They literally want a game on that day. Um, but they, all they've been doing is they've been kind of like going on FIFA, doing Ultimate Team, playing together, getting like championships going and stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> In terms of motivation, yeah, I'm echoing what Phil says. I think motivation for them is just one one of the massive things that we've got to try and get back. Um, in fairness, the, the lads that we've got are pretty good, so they do keep the like group chat quite lively. Um, and, and as you say, like we've got the running competition. So we'll always throw like a 5K in everyone every now and then, and everyone will respond. Um, there's a few lads that just we don't hear from. So it's just trying to catch up with them, I suppose, in terms of making sure that a, obviously the big talking point is mental health but socialisation is involved in that as well Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest thing is is the fact that once we can get back out on that Saturday we can all socialise again to a certain extent because you can just have that conversation you can meet up someone that you wouldn't have met in the last month and a half or so Yeah. Um, and actually having that ability to go out and do something and knowing that you can do it just allows the mind to be a little bit more free Harry, has there been any positives that have come out of um, lockdown amongst the uh, TNS boys? Um, we started a pro clubs team. That's a positive. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, really, because it has been tough. And like Phil was saying, it's more mentally that you worry about others because you don't know what players are going through individually. So 
put in your, your 5k runs in the, into the chat like Dean said it sort of gets everyone motivated yeah um but the positives for us if we we've still stayed together um we've had one player leave um won't say the name but yeah we've all sort of stuck together and we realize it is going to come to an end at some point and we'll be able to socialize on the Saturday and sort of just hang out with each other because it's not just the football side of it it is the social side of it because yeah. for the brain it's good to interact with other people and even your position as well um you get to meet some great guys out there so it is it is more the social side that we're missing as well as the playing football um yeah. it, it will just be good to get back to it really um but yeah we just need to stay motivated and i think doing these 100k challenges i think that really does help because it just gets everyone going it really does uh, Taywo, is there any is there any things that you've changed in the way that you run your club on the back of lockdown that you'd look to advise people or things that are going to make permanent uh, changes in the way Catford is run? Um, I don't say anything permanent. I think that probably like the the main kind of message coming out of lockdown is because obviously I know that the main thing we miss is football being back on the grass and stuff like that. So I know that it's going to be I feel like it'd be more important to focus on just being back out there. Just yeah. like the guy just said, in terms of being together and socialising, that would be the most important thing compared to the competitiveness. Yeah. Because obviously we, we weren't going to be, we probably wouldn't have even trained by the time we want to go back to a match. So I think the focus should be on just literally just being together. Yeah. Because even um, our manager, Kevin, he, he tries to stay engaged with the boys as much as possible. But I know that over this period is going to be tough for, for some of them. Some of them don't respond anyway. But I know that there's a handful of them that are, you know, still communicating with one another and they're trying to stay as fit as possible. So I think it's it's mainly just the the message of of, of socialising, just being able to come out of, of lockdown, being able to see one another again, start playing football. So main main thing. I've got to be honest, and I don't know if you boys agree, like we've all missed football, but you definitely miss interacting face to face. I mean, this chat tonight is fantastic because there's there's six faces here that I don't see. Or five faces I see I see myself from time to time. Five faces that I, I, that I see that I don't see every day, and it's nice to have this chat. But there's nothing like standing next to a pitch or standing outside the change rooms and having that chat after the game, reassessing all, everything you've done. You know, Jim, will, me and Jim have been out together as refs uh, lots of times, and Jim, you know, will tell me what I've done wrong or. I'll have a go at him for giving fouls from across the other side of the pitch and all that type of thing. Normally the latter. <laughs> um, but that but that interaction is something definitely that I've missed. And the one thing I'll take out of lockdown is that, um, you know, unless there's been a big tear-up in the game, that even as a referee, then I'll make, I'm going to make a point of staying behind after the game and, and having a pint or having a Coke or having a cup of tea or whatever's there and having a chat with a player. That's something that as a ref, you don't really... You don't really do, mainly because usually you've upset at least one person. But, you know, um, that's something I'm definitely going to look to do, especially clubs that have got, you know, good facilities or, or, or facilities where you can sit down and speak to people. Because, um, you know, this this last year, you know, I've, I've not been out. I've not been out very much. And I think, you know, one of my things going forward is to, to socialise more with the teams, except if I visit uh, Red Velvet. Reserves, of course. <laughs> Jim, what's the what's the biggest thing for you to take away from uh, from lockdown with, with your club and personally, maybe? I think <clears throat> a lot of the boys have just 
hit the nail on the head of, of obviously um, the social side of it and stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I found it pretty, pretty hard, pretty daunting, like with, with personal things going on in my life to try and get involved in the WhatsApp groups and stuff. Mm. Um, I mean, a lot of the time they're bantering away and some of the stuff on it is just sick. Like I can't even say on a podcast, but um, you can, as long as you don't actually describe it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll leave that for the imagination, but, um, but it, I have a little look at it sometimes and, and I'll get, it'll be like 150 messages where I ain't looked at it all day or whatever. Um, and I'll just think to myself, I've just, I've just lost an hour going through it um, and just got away from, from lockdown for an hour. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I, am not, not thinking about, um, oh, tomorrow I've got a, a 16 and 12 and a seven year old to, to try and home, home, uh, teach, yeah. um, not thinking about other things going in on, on my life. Just so, I think what's WhatsApp groups in this lockdown has probably been the savior of a lot of, lot of people mm. just, just for that or um, Twitter is as well. Um, I've got to give a massive shout out to Mark, Mark Dolby from Bowden. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple of um, direct messages just of, of, and I know he's sent it to other people as well of just catching up with you. How are you? Um, I personally took that on and went, that's amazing. Um, and I then went on Twitter and dropped a couple of messages to people, mm. teams that I know we've played against, um, and just said, How are you guys? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so it sort of goes from him passing that on to me and making me feel, feel good. Someone's asked me that question. Um, to me then firing out five messages. Yeah. So, so, so you keep being connected that way. So and I, and I think that just moving out of lockdown, we need to realise in a month's time, just think back on lockdown. Don't take things for granted anymore mm. um, on the football pitch and just in general in life. Yeah, I think, I think this is a life, this is a life thing now. This is, this, this isn't just football that's been taken away from us. It's, it's, it's absolutely everything, really. When you look yeah. back at, you know, if going away, getting away from your house for a week or whatever, or weekend or night, night, it's been taken away, taken away, taken away from us. Um, it's uh, it's a life changing time, and everyone needs to, you know, I've said it on a few podcasts that if you took it upon yourself to message people and say, are you okay? Continue doing that, even when there's no lockdown. Just keep continue doing it. There's nothing Can wrong. Can I um, just jump in? Because we yeah, did on, get man. one of those. We, we got one of those messages. And uh, me being one of the Twitter handlers, I actually picked it up whilst I was at work. And not going to lie, it, it made me smile. And it made me think, you know, it's actually quite nice to receive one of those kind of messages. I don't normally get, you know, has everything going or are you all right? And it was yeah. nice to, to receive one of those messages. Uh, and again, yeah, I mean, I, I, I sent a couple of those out as well. Uh, you don't always get the reply, unfortunately, but it did mm. kind of, it was a quick 10, 15 minute conversation and it it, it kind of maybe got, oh, do you know what, there's, you know, football's on the horizon. There's actually people out there that, that care. It's not just people, it's clubs. It's, you know, that we're actually wanted and we're actually fought after and it, you know, 
And we had a little it, bit of a banter from it as well, didn't we? After like through, yeah, we through did. the messages. It yeah, it was, it was quite nice to to kind of <laughs> to have a to have just a general chat. It was nice to kind of have that, you know, we, we were talking and then um uh, yeah, I mean I'll tell you now, it, it did make me smile and I I do want to say thank you for that because uh it, it's not been easy for anyone and the fact that you've gone out of your way to do that you know even if it's like a copy and a paste thing it is still it made it made me feel wanted and it made my club me feel like the club was wanted and yeah we had a we had a good bit of banter and uh hopefully we can we can play a friendly soon or at least get to the season where we can get our revenge uh for, for, for going three nil up and then losing four three but um but yeah someone mentioned the, thing, the size of your goals as well though oh yeah yeah, that, yeah well we <laughs> we don't have control of them at the moment <laughs> but um no, it was nah. honestly it was it was brilliant, and um, I, I do want to say thank you for for sending that over. No, no problem at all, and 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 the thought is there. Like I said, we said in messages to anyone in the league or whatever, and to you in particular, like drop, drop me a message. DMs are open, and as soon as I pick it up, we'll have a chat, and that's what and that's what we're all here for, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Thank you. No worries, uh, Harry. How about how? How important have you seen football be a part of, of mental health and, and that, and, or just activity, that release generally? The, the two go hand in hand, it seems. Massive. Um, do you know what? I feel for the younger generation more, like the, the Bills team, Tyro's team with Catford and FC Peak, that with the younger generation, as they're coming out of school, six or whatever, it sort of keeps them busy and occupied and sort of gets them off the street as well in a way because... Obviously, for us, that we're all sort of in our sort of twenties, twenty three, twenty four, we've all got jobs. Um, this is sort of nagging us, keeping us busy. But for the younger generation, football does keep them occupied. Like, I remember when I was playing football coming out of sixth form. It was it was sort of massive. I was I would like live for it. You know, my Sundays and Saturdays would be ruined if I didn't have a football game. Yeah. You find yourself like what to do. Um, so that's why I think it's massive for the younger generation more than anything because it sort of gives them a purpose not to sort of go the wrong way and to sort of crack on with something. Ken, do you know what? It gets like a group of people together and it just, it, it is an enjoyment. I think mentally as well, it's, it's massive. Um, but yeah, I'm not saying for the old people, it's not important as well, but I just think for the younger generation, it is massive. I agree. Tyway, what what's your response to that? Have you seen some of the youngsters in the group struggling through this period or not, not really having that direction at the moment and going off, off the... Uh, going off the rails or is it is it not something you've you've particularly seen um it's not something i've particularly seen i have seen like a group of them um like getting on training and whatnot putting stuff on insta and stuff like that so i know that um some of them are getting on well um it is um it is difficult because i know that like um like you just said that with the younger boys football is a um it's kind of like a tool for them to kind of get away from stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, my first coaching role in a couple of years ago was, um, I was a coach boys in Brockwell Park in, in Brixton. Yeah. And for them, it was kind of like, it was literally for them to get away from school and get away from what was going on at home to kind of just focus on football. Yeah. And we were fortunate enough to play, tw- train twice a week and then play on the weekend. So that for them was kind of an escape for them. And now it's kind of like, they don't have that escape. It's kind of, they're stuck at home. They've got to do their schoolwork. They've got to do the classes. And after that, that's it. You sit at home, don't do anything else. Yeah. I mean, even for the older lot, I mean, we, we 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 were used to being out on Saturdays all day. And then for for some of us as well, Sundays as well. 
Mm. But now we find ourselves just watching all the football Premier League matches or um, championship matches and it kind of loses its... um. Yeah, you kind of lose touch because it's it, it, you, you've you've gotten bored of it now. Yeah. Um, it's not quite the same as even though the quality is obviously ten times better in the Premier League, but you miss that just being on the pitch or even being for me being on the sideline and just talking to the boys. Mm. Um, and I think that's a key kind of key element um, that it's not just the it's not just for them to play football and try and get to where they want to be. It, it's it is an escape, um, but is it's. It, my, my, the manager Kevin has been doing his best to to stay in touch with the boys because we have got some younger boys, um, 16, 17. So he he's the one that keeps in touch with those boys to make sure that you know they're still focused and might or today anyway ready to go back when when we need to. So Dean, you mentioned you got a few uh, you got a few old old players. I'm guessing that means over thirty, which makes me feel really really old. Uh, how do those how have those boys missed? that release of football. And I don't mean um, the release that literally playing football, but sometimes for us, us older guys, I'm sure Phil, I know Phil's got a, a family and and he'll know what I'm saying here, that sometimes when your dad all week or your, your can you do this to buy your, buy your missus or whatever, um, the football is the release for you to be Andrew or Phil or Jim or Dean or whatever, you're, you're yourself as opposed to, Daddy, can you get me this? Um, have some. Have your players mentioned anything that you know? Bloody hell! I just need to just need to get out there and, and run off some steam. It's just getting. It's, it's been quite a claustrophobic time, and you know I've got a fantastic family, and we've not had any grief, but I've still felt at times really claustrophobic that you know, I barely go. I barely go outside of my house, and because of I just go shopping or or whatever. Um, how have your lads responded to um, lockdown in a, in a in a mental health sort of way? Yeah, again, in fairness, pretty positively, we've got a few that um, are essential workers. So in terms of like plumbing and stuff, so they've actually got to go out and do certain things. Yeah. Um, which is good because it keeps their mind off of off of things they might be sitting down when they're at home thinking about. So actually being out and about, they can go and do stuff. Um, so that side of it's pretty good. It, it all does come down to, as you said, just that release in terms of that 90 minutes being there. Um, but even before that, you've got the build-up of the game. Um, where everyone's in the change room, you have that little bit of banner. Obviously, we've not had that for the past year, mm. but that's hopefully something that we can get back where you're just sitting in there, you're having your chats, you're just getting what you're doing. Um, you just forget about everything, just go there, enjoy it, and then once you've finished it, you can go back to what you're doing. Um, but we've had the, the older ones have been pretty good in fairness because they're the ones that are kind of keeping it together. Okay. Um, and they're showing a bit of experience in terms of saying, look, boys, if you need a chat, we are here. Um, the group chat's there for a reason. Don't be afraid to use it. Um, so it's been quite nice to kind of have that support there for them if it's needed. Nice one. So the future, uh, obviously, we've got a date today to start kicking ball again. We can do that. We can do so from the 29th of, of March. That will obviously be training or friendlies. I presume everyone's going to try and fit in a training session and or a game in that week before. You know, obviously, this is all speculation. We've, had, we've only just had news uh, from the FA today that the league will be extended, that they're allowing grassroots seasons to be extended until the end of June. Um, everything from step three to six, which is scaffold one, um, the season won't be extended. So I don't hold much hope for football at that level. Um, I don't think they're going to complete their games. And following the null and void 
um, situation with the National League, North and South, that may have caused the bottleneck anyway with promotions and, and relegations uh, from above step six, um, not, not happening from, uh, from the conference level. Um, but with you guys uh, in the Bromley in South London, what is, what's it looking like, do you think, for you guys? If, say, we kick off on the 3rd of April, are we confident that we can get the season done by the end of June? Are we confident that the teams will be will be interested in restarting again after all this? What are your thoughts, Jim? I, um, from what I've heard and knocking around and that, um, at the beginning of the lockdown, I heard lots of people, not just from my team, but other teams going, I haven't really missed football, I haven't really missed football. And then it got longer and longer and longer and and uh, I've missed football. So I don't think um, getting players back will be an issue. <clears throat> um, I think people will be buying at the bit, to be honest with you, um, for the reasons what you said, getting your own time, getting your own time away from your family, not because you don't like or anything like that. It's just so you can be you again for that hour and a half, two hours while you're away. Um, I mean... The last committee meeting we had um, before this lockdown, um, we took um, we spoke about how the league will finish the games and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure we'll have one in the next couple of well, next week or so again. Mm. But they're very confident that they can fulfil all the league games. Right. Um, I think the cups will be scrapped. Yeah. Um, anyone, in, anyone, in, anyone gone deep into cups? In here, are going to be upset by that? We've still got a Kent Junior Cup final to play from last season. Yeah, a few teams. Uh, Farm yeah. yeah. first team and Metro Gas have got their final to play from last year as well. Hopefully, they'll still play them. Obviously, no Kent Count Cup, no Kent County Cups uh, this year. They cancelled all the but, competitions um, this year. Go on, Jim. I, what, sorry. Um, but what I do think what, what we'll need is, is teams to come together with each other um, because there will be midweek games um, and there will be games going into on grounds where we've got cricket pitches. Um, so it will be the likes of, um, I don't know, let's just say um, FC Peak. They can't use their ground from May onwards. So they might have to ring around and find pitches um, that haven't got cricket or ha or don't take the goals down. So so I think teams, to get games done, will have to uh, rely on each other, like Elton Town um, and the co-op. They should be all right. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pitches potentially. Yeah. So it'll be like, look, the back two pitches ain't great, but if you haven't got a pitch, message me and and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to them and we'll try and get it done. I think yeah. we've all got to work together to get this season done. Um, are we expecting double bankers or are they not? They don't think I, we need that. I, 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 I don't think from the conversation we had that they'll be needed. Um, but then the conversation we had, we didn't run this lockdown as long. So... Um, I think getting rid of the cup games and having midweek games um, should be okay. There might be a couple right at the back end. Yeah. Um, I mean, throughout May, throughout May and June, um, night games are, are no problem. Uh, the, yeah, light, exactly. the light's absolutely fine. 
So I mean, you got eight. You've got eight Wednesdays in in May and and June. That's eight games spoken for, as well as the Saturdays at sixteen. So there's a load. There's a lot of there's a lot of game time to play. So I'm Hell guessing. Lot. I'm guessing the. Uh, I'm guessing double bankers might not be um, such a such a, a fault at the moment. Uh, Phil, uh, Jim mentioned your ground there. Obviously, that's restricted uh, by whoever runs it. Not your not your choice. That if that happens to you guys. Um, what, what, what's the future looking like uh, for you guys and and uh, and your plans for the rest of the season? Um, so, I mean, in in terms of the season, we've only got twelve games left. Um, yeah. So, you know, again, it, it kind of comes down to uh, pitch availability and everything like that. I'm pretty confident we'll be able to fulfil our fixtures, but again, um, we, we you know we've got available pitches all over the place, so. You know, it's not. It doesn't necessarily need to be a home ground for us. We'll we'll play wherever we'll yeah. you know wherever we can get a game. Um, in terms of finishing the season, as well, it would be um, I'd be stepping away from the managerial stuff at some point. Opportunity has come up um, okay. somewhere else, which I can I can't say anything about that just yet. But I'm sure you'll see something in a week or two. Um, hopefully, but you're still to come. you'll still stay as the chairman of FC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is my little baby, so I'm I'm here just. Uh, I'll be doing a bit more behind the scenes rather than in front of it all. Um, okay. In terms of the club's future, we've got loads of plans going on. Uh, women's teams, Sunday teams, this it's all blown up. So um, we're just kind of, <laughs> it sounds silly. We kind of want to get this season over and done with so that the plans can start taking place. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we want to continue with the Saturday team, which which definitely looks like it's happening. Um, yeah, just just loads of things going on behind the scenes at the moment um, which yeah like I said we, we want to get the season finished so that we've got a target going into next season I, I think our issue was last season okay we finished second bottom and we only had like two or three games left but we want to be able to say we finished a season um, so then we can kind of you know everyone's played the games that need to be played this is what we know what we need to target for next season and yeah. you know we boost on from that uh, but yeah it's, it's not too bad it's, it is looking positive um, and again we've got a couple of you know, if we need to do double bankers, then we've got teams that we can do that against. We haven't kind of played some teams in the league yet. Okay, and if that can happen in, as an away game, they can save that and do a double banker when you can't get into your. Home hey, game. do you know what? <laughs> wherever, wherever they want us to play, we're, we've got players that are just like you know, give us a game. Um, so, I mean, they could tell us to go up up north to Newcastle. We'll go and play there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get a beat against Newcastle at the moment. From what yeah, I can God. see. Let's not talk about him. Do you know what I saw today? That uh, Jose Mourinho is is top of the sort of in the odds for sack race. And how the hell is Jose Mourinho above Steve Bruce in that race? That is absolutely I mad. I don't know if you saw my tweet about thirty eight percent win rate. I mean, if a referee got thirty eight percent of his decisions right, it'd be gone. Uh, so why is the manager still in charge? I can't believe so, some refs like Jim would be pleased with that. Phil, to be honest, <laughs> Joe, you know mate, that's my PB. I'm, I'm, well, that's what I'm dreaming for. Uh, Tyro, how do you continue to grow um, Catford and, and keep it on on the trajectory that you that you've had it on from the start? Obviously, it's it's been plateaued by a lockdown. But how do you continue and maintain uh, growing a club to where you want it to be? Um, I think from last seat towards the end of last season, because we tried to do um, uh, a development team. Yeah. And I think I kind of rushed it because I didn't have the the management in place. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of learned from that last season where I don't want to kind of go create another team without having 
someone there and ready. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, already for, with the manager that I brought in um, to take over the Saturday team, he's done a really good job. So kind of seen that firsthand, that if you've got the right person in charge, mm-hmm. everything will go fairly smoothly. Yeah. Um, and then it will just be me and, and a few others doing all the, the, the back office stuff. Um, so, I mean, the intentions are to, if we can, go for another men's team, a Sunday team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem last season was when you said development to some of the boys, it's almost like they saw it as the B team or the reserve team. So okay. it was almost like instantly they weren't interested. Yeah. But maybe if we kind of still cat for their seed, but kind of just a Sunday team, not a B team or a reserve or whatever, yeah. uh, then, you can, then we can kind of get something from that. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, we could, we'll, I'll... I think I'll try as well for to go for a youth team as well because obviously that was the the main aim at the beginning. Yeah. I think eventually we'll get there, but it's it's kind of planning and seeing what we can do. Um, I think as uh, what we what we're looking to do as well next season is um, in terms like record games, um, okay. both from like an entertainment point and an analysis as well. Yeah, I've got a few boys that are on college programs, okay. um, so they do football and they they kind of need their games recorded. Um, so that their coach and stuff can see, but I think that, I think that the, the way football's going, especially Sunday football and the recording, um, I feel like that's going to continue and it's going to grow bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So I think that for us, that would be a good way for us to kind of get involved in that scene, okay. um, just recording the games, adding a little bit of banner on top of the commentary and stuff like that. Um, so that, those are kind of our plans for next season. I mean, we're just hoping we can finish the season. Just like Phil yeah. said, we just want to get a season finished so we've got at least a season under our belt. Yeah. Um, and then kind of our Saturday continue to develop and grow from there. Jim, have you ever, have you ever been on a Sunday uh, a Sunday League team YouTube video? Oh, mate, I'm not sure. <laughs> Racking my brains. I don't know if I have. Have you not? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, oh no! There was that one guy. Ga- yes, yes, there was there was one game. I, I I forget about it quite a lot to be honest with you. But yeah, there was one game. It was yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, was that the SC Dons when your decision got the game essentially abandoned? Yes, that was that that was that, that was the decision. <clears throat> but the decision what I made didn't get the game abandoned. I'm That's joking. What I'll do. I'm joking. Um, but no, no, no. That's no, fine to say. But um, yeah. Jim is Jim um, you, is YouTube famous, mate. I try to, eh? Try to. Uh, so Harry, what's it what's it looking like for TNS next year? Um, well, yeah, next year. Um, obviously, get this season. This season, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. This season out of the way, hopefully. Um, so you talk in terms of this season or next season? Both. The Both. future. Well, this season, obviously, like everyone else, we just want to get the league finished. Um, not so much as get it over and done with, but just the facts of getting everyone back together and playing. Um, yeah. Obviously, we didn't have the best start. Um, I think Farnborough are running away with it now. They've not lost one game. So, yeah, Farnborough third to a decent side, aren't they? Yeah, they are. The, the game we played against them, uh, I won't drop any names in from our team, but if they could uh, if they could finish, we probably won that game, but it's just, it wasn't our day. Yeah, they've, been, they've, been tonk, they've been tonking teams and they, um, yeah. they're a good side, Farnborough thirds. Yeah. H needs to name and name and shame him, man. Daniel That's Weeks. what podcasts are about. <laughs> oh, he's done it. That's another one gone from TNS. Just <laughs> about five headers in that game, and it it was devastating. Do you know what it was? His uh, the first game his missus come to watch him. Yeah. Oh, the pressure was on. <laughs> the pressure was on. But yeah, no. Obviously, 
we're hopeful that we can sort of still get top four. We just need to go and run a games now. And like you say, there is no such thing as carrying form over from the no, last time we played because it's like a new season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hope to finish top four. I'm not sure how many teams will get promoted. Uh, but if we're in the same division next season, we've got a few new boys that were training with us before lockdown. Um, we're quite good players. So I think we'll look to sign them and sort but I can't make a decision because I'm not the manager, Toby is. But I think we'll look to add quality to the team and then sort yeah. of go for next season and try and have the same season we had beforehand where we sort of stormed it, try and do that again. But it's just where there's so many other good teams, it's going to be hard. But you know what? I'd, we'd rather play good teams um, and enjoy it than obviously play teams that turn out of like eight players. We'd rather, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, but we'll see what happens. But we're still going to stay as a team. We've got players coming in. And yeah, looking forward to what the future holds. So Dean and, and Jim, this is to both of you really. Um, if, if you can't win your league, I think Chelsefield, you're, you're still amongst it, aren't you? At the, at, for the yeah, title. second at the moment. Second at the moment. But if, if a team hasn't got anything to play for, I mean, this is the opportunity in the next three months to really build well, April, June, July, uh, April, May, June. Yeah, three months. I have to count up my fingers then. Um, <laughs> we use this period of time now just to build up to start next season. Because obviously we've had, we've had like a, a break now. We've had a three month break. Um, if teams haven't got anything to play for towards the end of the season, obviously um, they can use this time to build for next season. And it's not a wasted time. You, you see a lot of negative comments on social media saying, People saying about things along the lines of, well, if, if no one's got anything to play for, um, what's the point? They're, just, they're not going to turn up. But obviously, if teams have got um, leagues to win or, or promotion uh, re- uh, promotion runs to to, to finish, uh, such as Chelsefield, um, it's, an, it's an important time. Um, but um, Jim, sorry, mate, I've, I've lost myself there a little bit. Uh, Jim, like, so this time we could build for... Next season, this is an important. This is as important for everybody. It, it's funny. I was talking to Gary today, um, and it, I, we're, I'm looking at it uh, in two ways. One, we're just like I say, rebuilding as a as a long preseason, um, yeah. and <clears throat> two, there's certain teams in there that obviously. We're going to be up there, and we can have a say in who wins the league with our performances against them certain teams. Yeah. Um. So, so as much as I say, yeah, we'll use it as a preseason, and I'll try. We'll try and build things, and we'll try new formations and things like that. Um. Competitively, competitively, I can't even say the word. Um. There's certain teams that that we'll look forward to playing, so we'll still have that bite. Yeah. Yeah, we might be mid-table, but. If we can have a say in who wins that league over a, a, another team, um, happy days. So, Dean, as we said as well, forms out the window. So, what, what does how do you with, with you starting again? Obviously, you'll be looking to uh, get up to near the top, at least to promotion places, bare minimum for you guys after the season you've had so far. Um, getting that title run and getting that first win is going to be majorly important. Yeah, well, we've, we've kind of set our own expectations, really. So as you say, going back and getting that first win um, is pretty much vital. So I think we've got to kind of all, when we get back together, we've all got to kind of just knock down and get on with it and just see it as, again, I don't want to take the enjoyment out of it mm-hmm. because it's the first time we've played football in ages. Yeah. So we've 100% got to have that factor and, and that socialisation, as we were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. But 
ultimately, yeah, it, we're sitting second at the moment. We're two points off Elton Eagles um, reserves, so we can catch them. Um, so it's something that we're looking to aim for this season to get it out of the way. Um, and we're kind of looking to build on to next season. So we're currently at Westcombe Park. We're trying to find a new ground for next year. Yeah. Um, we're looking at potential home and away kits as opposed to just one. Um, so we've got loads of stuff in in kind of in the process. It's just kind of getting this done now, finishing the season and starting again for next year. Yeah. Um, and whether that's adding players, getting a new sponsorship, that's something that we can look towards. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, let's just try and get the season finished and then build and see what we can do from there. Yeah, I mean, it sounds, you're almost along the lines of Phil where you sort of, we're in March, we're virtually in March and you just sort of get to this time of year and you're ready for next season to start, but we've still got three months of football ahead of us, which is when you're trying to grow your club, obviously you're trying to always get onto the next stage of things and push it. So um, it can be frustrating, but don't take your eyes off, off of that or for that trophy possibility at the end of the season, you boys, because it's been a good first year. Uh, and uh, yeah, you've got to concentrate on the, on yeah. one game at a time, as they say, and concentrate yeah, on that. Boys, thank you very much uh, for all of your uh, time tonight. What I'll do is just ask each of you individually just to give your club social media um, handle a shout out so people know how to find you and get in touch and follow you and uh, look out for your progress. Uh, after the restart. So, Phil, if you go first. Uh, so, our Twitter is at FCP1, uh, same as the Instagram, at FCP1. Uh, we're on Facebook, just uh, FCP, and just look for an orange badge with a clownfish and a couple of lines. You'll find us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's us pretty much. Uh, Taiwan? Yeah, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Catford FC. Type that in, then you'll get us up. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Harry? Yeah, same Twitter and Instagram, TNS United. The Instagram is underscore and the Twitter is just TNS United Football Club. So you'll find us there. Brilliant. Jim? Yeah, um, Twitter um, is at Red Velvet Reserves. Um, And then Carrier Pigeon, um, just put... um, that's, Gary, that's Gary's okay. favourite. Uh, that's Gary's favourite. Yeah, uh, that's it. We've got some old boys who don't know how to use yeah, things yeah. like that. So, but yeah. Dean? Yeah, our Twitter is at Chelsea underscore FC. Boys, you've been brilliant. Thank you very much for tonight. Um, I wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Good luck to uh, Chelsefield with their promotion push and TNS. It sounds like you fancy a little go as well. Uh, yeah. Phil, Taiwo and Jim, I wish you guys all the best for the rest of your season. Um, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Have a good one, gents. Cheers. Cheers, Thanks. Thanks. Cheers mate. Later. Take care. See you later, later boys. Bye, Have a good one. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.